So, did y'all see the latest? I posted a screenshot in the community tab. The Nick Cannon Apology Tour has officially begun, ladies and gentlemen. Man. You know what I wonder? I wonder what the babblers are going to say. Well, I've already seen a little sneak peek. If you go on, look at Dr. Boyce Watkins' tweets. Uh, Dr. Boyce Watkins is having a field day on Twitter right now, clowning, clowning Nick right now. <laughs> Even though a few hours earlier he was doing videos, just swinging from Nick Cannon's nuts all over the place like Tarzan. Now... <laughs> Nick Cannon put up a tweet saying he apologizes and now he's learned that he was using hateful, stereotypical rhetoric, yada, yada, yada. You know what I'm saying? Ah, <sighs> <laughs> oh, man, just makes me wonder, man. Is he doing this to try to get his his job back or get back hired on with Viacom or, you know, what, what's the end goal here? You know what I'm saying? Said they took the video off YouTube for hate speech. What video? What are you talking about? What video got taken off for hate? Oh, Nick Cannon's video got taken off? So he realized how much his bills were. <laughs> Yeah, listen, you go back and listen to what he said. I mean, dude, he literally was was going in on the white peoples, right? And then he picked the he picked the wrong group of white peoples to go in on or to even make reference to. That that particular group of white folks don't play around, man. They don't play around. We'll refer to them as the small hats. That's what, that's what we'll call them, or that's what I'll call them. They don't play around. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how, how well this lasts. You know, I, I don't know, man. Like I say, I'm more anxious to see. What up, Kay? I'm more anxious to see how the babbling community is going to react because you, you know what they're going to do. Like I say, I was looking at Boyce Watkins' tweets they already saying that Nick is buck broken and you know they coming out they got they got the the blackistan description book just you know this the, the descriptor descriptors are just flying all over the place yeah they're going to shame him like i told you earlier they <laughs> they they they're really mad that some well-known celebrity isn't isn't uh i'm trying to figure out how to say it they're, they're mad that some well-known celebrity isn't just 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 standing ten toes firm going on these these racist tirades because a lot of them want the ability well a lot of them already go on their little racist tirades but none of them are well known like nick cannon so they're looking for somebody like a Nick Cannon to, I don't know, to, to, I don't know, man, to represent them, I guess you could say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when pro-black babbling goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened, man. When pro-black babbling goes wrong, baby, but... They say it's funny because I was I watched Boyce's video, watched one of his videos a couple hours ago. Boyce is in there like, yeah, Nick Cannon clapping back. He's standing up for his. He's representing for black people. Blah 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 blah. Ten minutes ago, Boyce on Twitter posted memes showing uh, Tom and Jerry, where Tom is spanking Jerry. Or which one's the cat? Is it the cat's the mouse, right? I mean, the, the cat's the mouse. The mouse is Tom, right? Well, anyways, Boyce is in there just clowning. You know what I'm saying? He, he done broke Boyce's heart. I'm pretty sure Tariq gonna have a couple things to say. Jason Black gonna have some things to say. 
I think Boyce is pissed off the most. <laughs> I think this hurt Boyce's heart. He was looking for a, a well-known celebrity to, to be on the, the Blackistan train. Told you, man, that stuff's only going to go so far, man. Because at the end of the day, Nick Cannon, he got money to make. He's a celebrity. <laughs> you think he's going to jeopardize all the multi-million dollar checks that he, he might have coming his way from hosting all them game shows and TV shows? Come on, man. What, what are we talking about here? <laughs> what are we talking about? Wu-Tang Clan told us this back in 1994. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Wu-Tang Clan been told us what time it is. Now, all of a sudden, everybody want to act all shocked. Look, they ain't, you listen. Nick Cannon, <laughs> I seen Puff Daddy was like, come on over to Revolt TV. Who out there watches Revolt TV? I ain't never seen, I don't even know what channel it comes on, how to get access to it. I don't, I don't know, I don't even know where to find Revolt TV unless they got like a YouTube channel. And then what programming comes on Revolt TV? And I'm not knocking it, but I just don't know anything about it because, you know, I don't watch a lot of TV. Most stuff I watch is, is I watch like 90% YouTube videos. And then the other 10% is split between HBO Demand and Netflix. And then, well, I watch my local news, <laughs> but... Most of the stuff I watch is is on YouTube. So I don't even know anything about Revolt TV. And so what kind of money are they going to be? You know, let's just say he went over there, right? You think he's going to be making the same cheese at Revolt that Viacom was able to pay? I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. What about ABC? Don't they host the show... Uh, don't they have that show? What shows does he host over there? Or is it on Fox? It's either on Fox or ABC, one of them shows. America's Got Talent and then The Secret. What is that What is that one stupid show, The Secret Singer or The Masked Singer or something like that? I think he's the host of that show. I bet they're cutting some ridiculously huge checks over there for that. You think Viacom going to be breaking him off them type of checks, man? Just so that he could be down for the peoples, for us, by us, you know, some FUBU type of stuff. Because I seen Puff Daddy make that reference earlier. Nah, man, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, that's not going to happen, B. Yeah, I, seen, I seen so many clowns today making videos talking about this. Oh, man, just in my, just in my comment section on my video, some, some one particular chick left a comment. Oh, Nick Cannon is a real man standing up for black people. Putting us first over yada, yada, yada. I'm like, holy crap. Like, like, chill out, chick. Like, because I think Boyce even said something similar to this in reference to what this, this chick in my comments said. It was like, <clears throat> you need to, matter of fact, I heard Boyce actually say this. He says, uh, he says something about he would like to see more black people <clears throat> sacrifice what they got going on in order to stand up for their principles and you know something similar to that basically saying that you shouldn't be afraid of losing your job losing your livelihood to stand up on your principles i'm like dude what is you niggas talking about son what is you niggas talking about i'm not about to downgrade my lifestyle <laughs> to stand up on some principles with you negroes that's not about to happen b and that doesn't make anybody scared it doesn't make anybody less of a man. It just means, nigga, I got things I'm trying to do, B. I got things I'm trying to do. I got a lifestyle I'm trying to maintain and grow. I got things I'm trying to do with the family, bills to pay, mouths to feed, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody out here trying to be in Struggleville just so I can be like I'm down for the cause. I ain't with that struggling shit. You know what I'm saying? Somebody says I'm mixed so it don't affect me. Super facts. <laughs> Too bad it affects you.
You should have been born mixed. <laughs> your mama and your daddy should have chose a white person to get with. <laughs> so that ain't my problem. You ain't mixed. And you got to deal with those non-mixed issues. Take that shit up with your maker. <laughs> ain't my problem. So... So this is where we at. So somebody says, don't be surprised if Nick starts wearing a dress. I don't think he'll wear a dress. I mean, he, he would have been did the dress thing by now. Nick been in the game for over 20 years, man. Most of that time has been with uh, Viacom. Because I think Viacom owns Nickelodeon, if I'm not mistaken. So Viacom, Viacom turned Nick into a multimillionaire. Made all his dreams come true. There wasn't no pro-blacks. Wasn't no black-owned networks. It was Viacom. Viacom put $30 million into this man's bank account over the past 20-something years. <laughs> and they probably was looking like, how dare you disrespect us? Negro, you can't rap. You really aren't that great of an actor. You're definitely not that funny. We've made you a multimillionaire, even though you're just an average entertainer at best. How dare you disrespect the hand that's fed you over the past 20-something years? <laughs> that's what happened. I mean, literally, that's, that's what happened. Literally. You know, like I say, Nick's been with Viacom for like 15, about 20, 25 years, at least 20 years. His whole career has been connected to Viacom for the most part. They made this dude a super millionaire. So, you know, but, you know, in this, in this era of wokeism and babbleism, I guess Nick's just supposed to just throw all that away so he can stand with his peoples. You know, the same peoples that been calling him corny as hell for years. You know, them same people, them same people, right? Same people that's been calling Nick Cannon corny and lame as hell for years. Now all of a sudden, they want him to be a rider for the people, and now that he ain't riding, all of a sudden they're going to throw him on a coon train, et cetera, et cetera. Y'all see how flip-floppy these people be, man? These babblers be? Their inconsistency? You know what I'm saying? Like I said, just go watch, go just go check out Boyce Watkins on YouTube and Twitter. Boyce Watkins was was on Nick Cannon's nuts like he was at the, like he was on the monkey bars at the playground, just swinging from nut to nut. Then about thirty minutes ago, he on Twitter going in on Nick. <laughs> it's like damn. Let this man, let this man do him, man. He got, he got, he got responsibilities he got to take care of. I mean, Nick ain't trying to be reduced to making YouTube videos and selling, selling pro-black babbling courses online or doing speaking tours and, and making DVDs and shit. He ain't trying to be reduced to that. Because <laughs> I mean, that, that's 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 what it that's what it boils down to. That's what our that's what our top babblers do. I don't think Nick Cannon is really trying to reduce himself down to that. Yeah, they've been clowning Nick Cannon for years, V. For years they've been clowning this dude. As soon as he say something about white people, all of a sudden he their hero. Matter of fact, go listen to Boyce video. I can't remember what the one what it was because you know he dropped so many videos, but he did it today. It's like a 19 minute long video because I watched the whole thing. Let me tell you, do, do y'all know what y'all want to know what Boyce actually said about Nick Cannon? Boyce had the audacity to say Nick Cannon is the is the uh, Colin Kaepernick of the entertainment industry right now. I shit you not, he actually said this on the video, y'all. <laughs> He actually said Nick Cannon is the Colin Kaepernick of the entertainment industry. I was like, wow, we're really going there with it, boys. Oh, you saw it, Kay? Yeah. We're like, we're really going there with it. Okay. Uh, wow. 
man. I tell you, boy, these people, they, 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 like I said, they're just applauding him because he was talking reckless and greasy about white people. That's, that's literally all they're, they're applauding him for. Like I said in my other video, they just want, a lot of them just want the right to just talk reckless and greasy about white folks and not get checked, which a lot of them do, and they don't get checked, but they want, to, they want it even more normalized on a, on a major level to where you got celebrities out here running around doing, mainstream celebrities running around doing it. <laughs> I mean, it'd be one thing if, if, uh, if these babblers had something to offer, but like, hey, Nick, we can get it popping over here and they can match what these are. You even got to match it, but, you know, maybe just 25%, 50% match what the, the white-owned studios and entertainment industry can do. They can't even do that, man. But they expect some dude who's been raking in millions of dollars over the last 20-something years to throw all that crap away so he can pump his black fist in the air and join the ranks of the YouTube pro-black babblers. Like, these people are crazy as hell, man. Ain't nobody finna throw that money away. And then they got the nerve to say, oh, money ain't everything. Let Viacom come around offering these niggas million-dollar checks. A lot of them pro-blacks will be up there just like Terry Crews, jumping around, doing the white girls dance from, from white girls. That's, don't, don't let these people fool y'all, man. And then even if they did do it, I really wouldn't be mad because million million plus dollars, you, you can you can really uh pretend you can change you can, you can really do some things with that money. You can clear out your debt, move your mama and them into a better house, move yourself into a better house, take some of that money and invest in something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> People be acting like they ain't gonna change when money comes. Bullshit. The more money you make, the more people change. Because you ain't got no choice but to change. You're going to start by changing your address. That's the first thing you should do, depending upon where you live. And then you're going to start changing, you know, clearing out your debt and, you know, getting yourself nice and comfortable so that you can hopefully have that money last for the rest of your life and, you know, hopefully go into your, your kids' lives or somebody else's life. I don't know of any black industry that's capable of producing, at this present moment, capable of producing life-changing income for, for black people, man. <laughs> I can't think of one. Said 50 Cent said, if the money don't change, you ain't making enough yet. Yeah. Yeah, so look, you know, I mean, money, money just changes things. I mean, you know, you can look at it as a good thing, bad thing, however you want. But you know, if you're smart with your money, you know, you mean you just you know try to live within your means. Like let's just say ten million dollars fell out the sky right into my freaking front lawn right now. I'm not gonna be out there buying. Rolexes that go all the way, you know, I got like 20 Rolexes on each arm and, you know, doing all this crazy crap. Because one, I'm 40 years old, but, you know, if I was 20, it might be a different story. <laughs> 20, I might be out there just on a nigga trinket shopping spree for the rest of my life. But at 40, I guess I'd just pay off all my debt, pay off my house, maybe go buy another house and then, you know, turn the one I currently live in into a rental property. I'd just be chilling, going on going on vacations and shit. Give me some other rental properties and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be wilding out. But whatever. Anyways, all I'm saying is I think you know the the apology tour has commenced. I I wonder, like I said, I wonder if it's because he sees how it might potentially affect his livelihood. 
because you know Viacom, it ain't gonna just stop there. I'm pretty sure the execs at Viacom know the execs at all these other TV stations that he has dealings with. I'm pretty sure if they wanted, they could pick up the phone and call the president of America's Got Talent or the the mass singer and be like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Y'all might need to rethink some things over with this dude. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure they could potentially blackball him. You know what I'm saying? So I wonder if that prompted the apology or did he get a quick lesson in how that crap he was spewing was a bunch of BS at the end of the day? <laughs> like, which one was it? Was it a combination of both or was it one or the other? I'm, I'm leaning more towards it was the threat of being blackballed. That's what I'm leaning towards. The threat of being blackballed, but, you know, according to the babblers, he's supposed to be proud that he's potentially going to get blackballed, and he should be proud of potentially losing losing uh, his income streams, and, you know, he should be out there, you know, just, just, just doing whatever, making YouTube videos, going harder in the paint. I tell you, man, some of these people just live in la-la land, especially the people who aren't making a lot of money, like just your average, everyday pro-black out there working a nine-to-five, talking like this. Like I said, they be, they be pro-black as hell on their lunch breaks and when they clock out for the day. But when they got to clock back in and get to doing what Mr. Charlie tells them to do, you know, they be hopping and popping because, you know, most of them don't work for a black person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Most of them work for white people at the end of the day. So they be all rah-rah in the comment section, but I, they ain't now one of them rah-rah in real life at the job. Because how they going to get paid? I mean, unless they got something else going on to carry them over, but most people don't. Most people just rely off one income the average American. So that buck breaking was fast. <laughs> I guess if that's what you want to call it, you know, I just, like I say, I'm, I'm just wondering. I, I think it was, I think it was him sitting around and the threat of being blackballed and him losing his other jobs was, was probably a real possibility that was put on the table. Like, because I'm pretty sure, you know, he's out here talking about they should give me wild and out. Give me my, give me wild and out. I'm like, I don't know if it works that way, Nick. I'm under the assumption that you signed a contract with them that probably gave Viacom ownership of that show in exchange for them giving you whatever money they've been paying you over the last 10, 15 years. I don't think you can just start throwing a temper tantrum and be like, give me my show back. That's... I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. Because if you're out here doing that, it tells me you didn't, uh, when you went to a contract with them, you didn't, you know, having your contract that you're going to be, have creative control or ownership of the product. I mean, they probably gave you creative control, but ownership, that's their product. And, you know, if you sign that contract, you know, it is what it is. Be kind of stuck like Chuck, baby. If they don't take you back, that's what contracts are for, ladies and gentlemen. He says he can create the show on Revolt. I mean, let's just say he goes to Revolt and Viacom doesn't give up the show. He'll have to rename the he'll have to rename the entire show, and then he'd have to put on a different spin to it or something like that. Because if he goes over there with the exact same format with a different name, Viacom could probably sue Revolt. It'd have to be a totally different show, totally different name. And then I imagine all them other comedians are up under some type of contract with Viacom as well. So I don't know if he'll be able to just take everybody with him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, I'm pretty sure it's a whole bunch of legalities all over the place with that show. You know what I mean? I'm saying, obviously, I have, I'm not privy to the contracts, but I'm just... 
making educated guesses over here. But he won't be able to just go over there and just copy the show. He'd have to create a whole brand new show, man. And start from scratch. And then he'll probably have to recruit brand new talent. Because all them comedians like, like DC, Young Fly and all them, they're more than likely under contract with Viacom. Because that's who owns the show. They're not under contract. I highly doubt they're under contract with Nick. You know what I'm saying? So Mr. Charlie wasn't so bad. I mean, he was with Mr. Charlie. Mr. Charlie made Nick a multimillionaire. He started off with Nickelodeon, MTV. He got, he been getting it popping. And he ain't like the most talented dude out there. I mean, like I said, he's just the average. He has like average talent, man. I mean, there's nothing special about him. I'm not saying that to uh, hate on him. I'm just keeping it real. I've never been, I've never viewed Nick Cannon as this extremely talented dude that <laughs> I oftentimes wonder, like, why is this, how is this dude getting put on? He's not really funny. I mean, I don't, I, I don't, maybe he knows somebody. I don't, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But he's been put on for like 20 something years now. Made Buku cheese. His baby mama, Mariah Carey is worth like a few hundred million dollars. I mean, he's, he's set for life, but I'm just like, Mr. Charlie made all his wildest dreams come true. Just keeping it real, you know what I'm saying? I've never been a, much of a Nick Cannon fan. I mean, I, Drumline, it was all right. I like the movie, you know what I'm saying? And if it comes on TV, I, I might sit down and watch it. But other than that, I mean, I can't really think of anything that was just phenomenal from him. Like, wow, Nick Cannon is that dude. I can't recall ever watching an episode of Wild and Out. Only time I've ever seen it is when people post random clips on Facebook or YouTube. I've never actually watched the show. So, like I said, I'm not hating. I'm, I'm just telling you, I just don't, I, I just never, I never understood it. What was so special about him. Somebody saw something special. And he's obviously demonstrated he can make money for people. So, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's what's special about him. He demonstrate maybe he, he knows how to find other talent and bring them into the mix and make companies money. Maybe that's his talent. I don't know. But I don't know. But he should have known better. This this, this pro black babbling wasn't. Uh, I don't I don't know how he thought that was going to mix too well with Hollywood, <laughs> especially when the premise of it is. The premise of it is, you know, with, with modern day pro-black babbling, the premise of it is you're supposed to spend every waking moment pointing your finger and blaming white folks all day long. I don't know how he thought that was going to translate into him being able to keep doing what he do or what he's, what he's been doing in Hollywood. I don't know how he thought that was going to translate. He should have been known that. But he went out there and drank him some woke juice. Watched him a couple of hidden, a couple of hidden color documentaries. Read some pro-black books. And he was like, I can do all this crap. Talk greasy about white people and still keep my job. Uh, not with Viacom, you can't. <laughs> Now he out here doing his apology tour. You know, he's doing what he got to do. You know what I'm saying? I don't knock him. He got to do what he got to do. He got a life. He got a lifestyle to maintain. You got to make sure them kids of his go to the best white schools that his money, him and Mariah's money can afford. Got to make sure because he ain't putting them kids in the, in, in the school with the black kids. <laughs> You got to make sure his house is in the best gated white community his money can afford to buy. You know what I'm saying? You got to do all that. He probably sat around today was like, how much do pro-blacks make? We probably went to 
one of these little websites where you can kind of get a sneak peek at how much people earn off YouTube videos. It's like, man, I ain't going to be able to maintain my lifestyle. My kids ain't going to be able to keep going to this exclusive, predominantly white private school. <laughs> Mariah ain't going to like that. Man, I gotta, let me go ahead and apologize. Shit. Get my job back. <laughs> So I don't blame him. You got to do what he got to do. When you're an adult, you got to make adult decisions, man. You got to make decisions that are beneficial to your life and the ones that you are in charge of taking care of. Taking care of. You know what I'm saying? Your welfare and the people that you are tasked with, you're, you're re legally responsible for their welfare, that comes before the community, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody put some money in here? Oh. Missed it. So Zakia says, I grew up Hebrew Israelite. Those people love to hear themselves talk. Main one, smashing Becky, too. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I know that they was they be out there on the streets yelling at white people. I didn't know that they were smashing them, too. Okay. <laughs> That's some news I ain't never heard. But, you know, it's not hard to believe. Yeah, man, you know, like I said, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Look, like I said, when you become an adult, a fully functioning adult who takes, you know, where, where you got to, you're responsible for your welfare. You don't really ask anybody for help or whatever, whatever. You know, you're not going to be sitting around here talking this, trying to put the community before your needs first. That's just not how this works, man. In the real world, for, for people who want to live a decent quality life or try to attain some sort of a decent quality life that's not how this works you're going to put your needs and your family's needs above everybody b you're not you're not going to sacrifice your earnings your happiness your overall lifestyle your goals etc cetera, etc cetera, and the stuff you're trying to do for your family so you can be on some righteous shit for a bunch of people that you don't know, that have been calling you corny your entire career and all this other crap. Or, you know, you're just not gonna do it, especially in this day and age. It ain't like, like I say, we ain't, we ain't living in the 60s <laughs> where, you know, it's our 50s where it's segregation and you got limited opportunities and you're forced to do, be with the community because you're legally placed into these environments. We live in 2020. You can pretty much go and come as you please, you know, as, as long as your bank account allows for you to do so. And so it's just not it's just not realistic in this day and age. And a lot of these babblers, they like to they love to try to superimpose the 40s, 50s and 60s on top of the year 2020. As if these people can't just go and come as they choose as long as their bank account allows for them to come and go as they choose. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's forcing you into the hood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nobody's forcing you to stay there. The moment you make enough money to move out, guess what? Most people move out. And you can't blame them. What up, Cyrus? So... What I'm saying is, I'm not mad at Nick. That's his life. He got responsibilities. He has people he's responsible for. He got to do what he has to do to make sure himself and his loved ones are taken care of. Instead of trying to be out here on some righteous shit, on some poor righteous teacher shit. Because that's exactly what it's going to end up amounting to. I mean, look at Professor Griff. Who was, who was in the interview with him. Professor Griff who used to be a part of Public Enemy back in the day. But he got kicked out of Public Enemy, Enemy back in like, what, the 90s or something? Because he was talking this crazy small hat stuff too? What does he do? He makes YouTube videos or, you know, he, you know I, don't, I don't know what the hell Griff does, but every time I see him, he's on, he's on a random YouTube video. I don't know if that's something that I would aspire to do. Especially coming from the level that Nick Cannon's at. You 
You know, you're used to being on national TV, making millions of dollars. And now you're over here on YouTube, you know, making a few thousand a month off your videos and, you know, selling T-shirts and coffee mugs and shit. Maybe you'll do a speaking tour. You know, I don't know, man. I don't know. Said the small hats don't play, game recognized game. <laughs> so, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't blame him. You got to do what he got to do, baby. We all got to do what we got to do. It's a personal choice. But like I said, I just imagine if I had the money he had, living the lifestyle he has, and everybody he loves is accustomed to living a certain way because he's the breadwinner of the family, yada, yada, yada. And now everybody's looking around like, dude, you're about to lose this, you're about to lose that. You need to hop your ass on Twitter and start apologizing, nigga. Because we ain't, we ain't finna be downgrading around here. <laughs> the hell with these pro-blacks is talking about. We ain't finna be downgrading up in here. Or it's gonna be some problems up in this mud. Maybe he had those conversations today. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Who knows? So, I, I, he ain't going back to the hood. Like I say, he ain't just gonna stay at Mariah Carey's house. <laughs> Mariah Carey worth like $500 million or some ridiculous high number. He ain't just gonna stay there, live in the. You can go live in the uh, the west wing of her house and be chilling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go see the kids and everything. Yeah, but it don't matter if they divorce. They got they got two kids together. They they are tied together for life through them kids. You think Mariah Carey for to let the father of her kids go on struggle status? Hell to the nah. <laughs> Hell to the nah, she ain't finna do that. They got two kids together. If, if that joker fell on hard times, I'm pretty sure she got a room in a big ass house he can go stay in. Or she got keys to another house that's probably paid for. Be like, here, you can have this house. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I imagine would happen. I don't, I don't, cause I, yeah, like I say, I, I don't think they have, to my knowledge, I don't think they're on bad terms, so I don't know. So thoughts on Florida reopening the schools? <sighs> I don't know, man. Um, I wish they kind of let us know something, cause my youngest son starts kindergarten this year, and my oldest he starts high school this year. So I wish they kind of put a plan together, let us know something. Because um, whether it's going to be virtual school or a combination of both, I don't know how they're going to do it. Because, you know, one thing, I want the schools to open back up because I believe kids need to be in school with their friends so that they can, you know, do the whole socializing, uh, socializing thing. And just live a normal, somewhat of a normal life. But at the same time, I don't want people, I don't, I don't want my kids getting sick either. So, but I believe the socialization aspect is important. Being around your friends and instead of just being cooped up in the house, going to school online. I mean, that shit, it's cool to do that as an adult if you're going to school online for college. But... As a kid, nah, B, you need to be in class, you know, learning and being around your friends. But like I say, obviously, that's where we're in some different times at the present moment. So I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. Damn, Zachy over here dropping mad cheese says, says people forget. His podcast with Rizza Islam when he said Becky was the pro. I didn't hear that part. I ain't never watched his podcast, to be honest with you. I didn't even know he had one until that Tariq Nasheed episode came out. I'm like, oh, you got a podcast? Well, 
So back to the school thing. They they need to let they need to let us know something. Cause school's supposed to start next month, and I don't think they've put together a solid plan for how they're gonna. I know the governor wants them to go to school. I'd be getting phone calls from the county. You know, be like, parents, this is what we're doing. We want your input. I'm like, look, y'all need to figure something out. <laughs> and you let us know what's gonna happen, cause. I need to know. Says, look, I, yeah, look, I don't know, man. I, I don't I, listen when it comes to this whole pandemic. I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> be honest with you, I don't know what to believe. Like I say, you see the numbers are going up. That's because more and more people are getting tested. But I'm like, what's more important? the number of cases going up or the number of people dying, like, let's just say the number of people dying started skyrocketing, then I'd be like, okay, we ain't leaving this house at all. But like I say, the percentage, the chances of you dying are still like astronomically tiny. And my brother, he be posting this stuff on Facebook all the time. The number of cases are going up in Florida. Oh, Lord, it's, don't go outside, put your mask on. I'm like, that's cool, but how many people are dying? You know what I'm saying? I think that's the real number we should be focused on. Like, what is, how many people are actually dying from this thing? But I'm not saying don't, don't go out there and, you know, do your, do your social distancing and go out there and wear your mask, do all that stuff. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm just thinking about it from my kid's stand, standpoint. I'm just like... The kids, kids got to be around. They got to be around their peers, man. In their in their youth, you can't just you can't just have kids locked up in the in the house going to school online. <laughs> they need to be socializing with their friends, but at the same time, I understand you can't really socialize. But they got to figure something out. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they can have like. Half the kids, because you know, I wonder how they will. I wonder how they would do that. I don't know. For some reason, I kind of see them doing something like maybe they'll have like half the kids go to school Monday, Wednesday, Friday, then the other half Tuesday and Thursday, and they just like alternate days to kind of keep the population numbers on campus down, so that they can implement this whole social distancing, social distancing thing, and spread the deaths apart. I don't know how they're going to do this crap, but, you know, just think about it from the parents' standpoint. I mean, not, not just me personally, but all the parents. I'm, like I say, I'm pretty sure there's a whole bunch of parents out there who are just like me, like, yo, we need to figure something out because this just ain't going to work. And then think about all the kids who play sports. Now they got to put their little football and basketball dreams on hold. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you can't play sports. Think about all them, all them single mamas out there who's been training their little five-year-old to play football, hoping that one day he goes to the league so he can buy her a house. And now her son is in like the 10th, 11th grade, and he can't play football. Just crushing her dreams of that, of that, of that, of that moment where he gets to go on stage and put his, put his uh, football cap on and then be like, I'm finna buy my mama a house. <laughs> Those dreams are being crushed all over the hood right now, ladies and gentlemen. Single mamas all over the hood, you, they, they are, their dreams are being crushed. That little, little, little poop butt ain't going to go to the league. The longer this thing drags out. You know I'm saying we got, we got to think about all these things, y'all. Y'all didn't think about that aspect, did y'all? Mm, mm, mm. Think about all the single, think about all the fathers out there from the, from the community that ain't been in their kids' lives, but they were hoping that the day their kid gets drafted to the league, they could just pop up on the stage and pretend like they've been in their kid's life their entire time. That dream, is, that dream has been put on hold, man. That dream might not come true for some people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dude, this, this is a, this is a, 
we got we got to figure this thing out so that so that these absent fathers can show up for draft day. We got to figure this out, y'all. What we gonna do? <sighs> so I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, we got we got our hand sanitizers, we got our face masks, we do all that crap. I don't I don't go. Matter of fact, in Florida, shoot, they be having. I think some a lot of stores won't even let you in unless you got a face mask on. Like I went to the Seven Eleven earlier. There was like no mask, no service. I was like, damn. I'm used to people having having signs up saying no shirt, no shoes, no service. Now it's no mask, no service. So, uh, so we, we do the mask thing serious around here. But you know, I don't know. Is Mariah Carey attractive? She used to be back in the day. When she was younger. She was fine as hell. I mean, she ain't never had much of a an ass. You know what I'm saying? I like I like my women's with some booties, but you know, she, she back in the day, Mariah Carey was that chick. She's gotten older. I'm not, I mean, you know, she's aging. You know what I'm saying? Like, most women start aging and, you know, <laughs> she's looking like a soon-to-be 50-year-old woman. Can't stay looking like you're 20 forever, especially after you don't pop some babies out and gravity starts doing its thing and all that other stuff. It's just the way it goes. You know what I'm saying? Like Vivica Fox. Fox was fine as hell back in the 90s, in the early 2000s. Now she looked like a damn grandma. It's the way it is, you know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna find too many. I mean, it's just, for, for most women, this is how it goes, you know what I mean? I mean, Mariah Mar Mar Carey, she looked, she looked all right. I mean, she, she was straight. She wasn't ugly, but, you know, she, she was she was cool. If she had offered me some of that thing back in the day, I would have, I would have go ahead and I would have snatched it up. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have turned it down. Jada Pinkett's mom is bad, I guess. I mean, yeah, Jada Pinkett's mom was also like pushing seventy years old, so I don't care how quote unquote bad she looks. That chick is. That chick is. Like ten years younger than my grandmother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't get that out of my head. You know what I mean? Like, mm -mm. But would Jada Pinkett's mom be fine if Jada Pinkett wasn't rich? If she was just a regular, everyday person out here, would she be that fine? I highly doubt it. When you got money. You can be all kind of fine out in these streets if you want. <laughs> yeah, I pass on Jada Pinkett's mom. I can't, I, I ain't smashing no soon to be 70 year old woman. Nope. Nope, that ain't finna happen. It ain't that serious for me. Nicole Murphy's fine. Eddie Murphy's ex-wife. Now, that's a fine motherfucker right there. Good God. That's a fine motherfucker. Uh, so, anyways. I'm not attracted to WNBA player. What? What kind of weird questions you asking, dude? <laughs> I don't even know who's playing in the WNBA. I mean, they all look like regular chicks when they playing. I need to see them when they. I need to see them when they're off the court, dressed up. You know, they all got their hair pulled back, looking like, looking like, looking like lesbians on the court. I need to see what they look like when they dressed up. 
But I don't even know who the hell's in the league. I don't know any of them. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't point one out if she was walking in front of my house right now. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. Anyways, so that's that's the latest man, Nick Cannon. Man, he's out there apologizing, going around the world, doing what he got to do. You know what I'm saying? Doing what he got to do. Whatever decision he makes, it is what it is. But the babblers are not about to be happy. The pro-blacks, they are about to toss him on the coon train. They are already making comparisons to him up against Snoop Dogg when Snoop was running around apologizing over that Gayle King thing a few months ago. <sighs> the babblers are never going to be satisfied until one of these celebrities goes full-blown, balls-to-the-wall pro-black, starts losing contracts, endorsements, gigs, shows, et cetera, et cetera, to where they're reduced to making YouTube videos and, and just going on full-blown, blame the white man for every damn thing, you know, doing stuff like that. That's, that's the only way you're going to satisfy these people. <laughs> that's the only way. You know what I mean? All right, anyways, I'm about to roll. Shout out to uh, Zachy for, for all the money. Appreciate that. Got some, some Negro trinkets I can go buy now. Hold up, somebody say Lisa Bonet. If she was fine back in the day, Nia Long was fine. Faith used to be fine. Halle Berry's still fine. Aaliyah definitely was fine. Maya's still fine. Candy, who's Candy Alexander? Is that Candy? Is that is that Candy from Escape? Who is that? I don't know who Candy Alexander is. I'm not not familiar with the name. But yeah. All right. Anyways, I'm about to roll. Y'all be easy. Peace.